I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Jumper is based on the novel by Stephen Gould, and it redefines downward the very notion of dreadful. It does this by dispensing with everything a movie needs to have a shot at being merely awful. Dramatic development, none. Entertaining dialogue, ditto. Internal logic, less than none. Intriguing characters, no characters, no intrigue. Interesting performances, essentially none, though with an asterisk. Hayden Christensen brings a steady-state glower to the hero of the title. He's a young man named David Rice who jumps from place to place. If David did more than jump, I would tell you. But no, he just jumps here, and then he jumps there, and then here, and then there. Here being on several occasions the Ann Arbor Public Library, and there being anywhere from the inside of a bank vault to the Tokyo subway, the Coliseum, or the top of the Sphinx's head. A lot of the film looks like a Jeep commercial. David is able to do this because he, like other jumpers unknown to him for part of the movie's 88-minute jumping time, has a genetic gift for teleportation, and somehow he knows he has that gift. Teleported to the library, great, he tells himself glumly the first time it happens. Actually, Jumper, which was shot by Barry Peterson, looks great for quite a while and threatens to be great for the first few minutes. They are nothing if not kinetic. And Jamie Bell, as one of those jumpers jumping around the world, brings surprising verve to his near non-role. But the emptiness of the production must be experienced, and probably will be by lots of kids, to be believed. The director was Doug Lyman, who's done some very good films, Swingers, Go, The Born Identity, and Diane Lane makes a guest appearance. Never mind come downs, those are downright jump downs. A chick flick called Definitely Maybe stars Ryan Reynolds as a soon-to-be-divorced ad executive named Will. In the cringeworthy preface, he agrees to give his 10-year-old daughter, Maya, a slightly sanitized version of his romantic history. She's just had her first sex education class in school. Now she claims to understand how all that stuff works, and she desperately wants to know how her parents fell in and then out of love. The concept is smarmy from the start. Does a preteen really need to hear about her father's entanglements with three women, two of whom were not her mother? All three are attractive. Elizabeth Banks is Emily, the sweet one. Rachel Weiss is Summer, the sexy one. And Isla Fisher is April, the perky one. Young Maya is played by Abigail Breslin, the fresh-faced heroine of Little Miss Sunshine. So she's the cute one, though in a creepily lip-glossed way. But her father, Will, is so woefully bland that you simply want him to make a decision, any decision that will end the suspense for his lascivious little daughter, and more important, that'll end the silly movie. It's not a movie that takes itself sillily. The writer-director, Adam Brooks, gropes for significance at every turn. Will's amorous adventures parallel his career in politics which begins in 1992 when he joins Bill Clinton's presidential campaign as a lowly volunteer. And Will grows disenchanted with Bill as Bill's sexual scandals unfold. Definitely maybe won't benefit Obama, but it can't be good for the Clintons, and there's no maybe about its standing as romantic comedy. Definitely bad. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.